Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, everybody, where we believe in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And today we crown, or we start crowning, a champion of the King of Pops music. That's right. We're talking Michael Jackson today and for the next few episodes. And we've got a great panel to discuss the King of Pops music for you. And we were going to start off with... Adam in LaGrange, Georgia, uh, presumably in a shack right outside of it. Adam, how are you doing? How, how, and how, how? <laughs> <laughs> I am doing quite well tonight. Uh, chock full of some fun podcasting vibes, and I'm really excited about it. And um, tonight, uh, what I'm drinking, 11-year-old whiskey. I am drinking Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond, 11-year-old. Uh, and it is a delicious whiskey from Heaven Hill. Uh, and so that's what I'm sipping on tonight. And with that, we head all the way around the world to the land down under. Natalie in a town an hour north of Sydney, uh, presumably struck with World Cup fever right now. Uh, mm-hmm. How you doing and what you drinking? Uh, yeah, I'm doing very well, and thank you for for giving me the opportunity to to give a little bit of a shout out to our Matilda's team. It was um, we were in Melbourne on the weekend and at a bar and watched it with along with a whole lot of other screaming Aussies, and it was just a fantastic. Oh, I guess to to time locate this, they've just won the quarterfinal best we've ever done and um, in, heading to an the semi. Unbelievably intense penalty shootout. By oh the way. my goodness. <laughs> It was just, um, oh, it was just incredible, and one of those things that you didn't know if you were enjoying it or not until it actually finished. Once it finished and we won, it's like, yes, that was fantastic. Otherwise, it would have been extremely traumatizing. But no, it was very good. So, the the World Cup fever is definitely happening over here. But we are here to talk about Michael Jackson, and I was hoping to have some Pepsi, you know, to do a little bit of throwback to the hair on fire incident. Mm-hmm. But I ran out of time. I didn't get to the store this morning, so I've just got. It, it is 11 o'clock in the morning where I am, so I, I'm avoiding alcohol. I've just got a sparkling mineral water, but at least I can still do a pop. And I'm ready right. to go. Natalie is avoiding the day drinking for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, she hasn't been traumatized like us American fans have. Uh <laughs> Moving back across the Pacific, uh, we have Scott in Los Angeles. Scott, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm good, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, Natalie kind of stole my thunder there. I was going to say that actually all my hair got burned off when I was in the, uh, the Pepsi commercial. I know, Mike, you use that same excuse, right? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah same excuse. Um, but in, in lieu of that, no, I'll say that I... Um, I haven't done anything as exciting as Natalie has um, going to the bars and watching any soccer matches because I, I broke my ankle moonwalking. So I've been recovering from that. Uh, so I'm not up to too much, unfortunately, thanks to uh, trying to moonwalk in your mid thirties when you realize you probably shouldn't be doing that anymore. So, um, but because of that, I'm trying to, you know, cleanse my body and not make it worse. So I'm only drinking uh, some Mountain Dew tonight. All right. Um, Mike is our next uh, panelist. You know him. You, uh, I mean, you feel a way about him. Uh, <laughs> so let's go to Alabama and uh, see what's uh, going on with Mr. Mott. Uh, it's all going, man. It's all going well. Uh, it's been a little bit of a 
not so weekend, but I'm happy to be here. Uh, and I'm happy to uh, be holding down the, uh, I guess, along with Adam, holding down this southeastern United yeah, States and what I believe is our most geographically diverse panel ever. <laughs> um <laughs> It's got to be it's got to be running up there. Uh, I don't really have a great uh, Michael Jackson joke. Uh, the w- only one that popped into my head is that uh, I d- I did bring some bubbles with me here uh, tonight <laughs> uh, in in the form of a lovely beer from Omegang Brewing uh, out of Cooperstown, New York. This is their 25th anniversary ale. It is an imperial amber. Uh, I think I've had it either on boozy or on pub trivia experience before I've got a four pack and I think this is the last one. So, uh, I know this is good beer and I'm going to enjoy it and, uh, see, uh, how these play in games go. I'll be, uh, I'll be really interested how that like there's, there's a few matchups later on that I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure this, these certain things are going to advance a few rounds, but not as sure on the play in games. Cause there's a lot of interesting matchups. So we'll see how it goes, but until then cheers. Well, as Mike has alluded to, this is an all-play-in game episode of Boozy Bracketology. I don't think we've had one of those quite yet, um, but we have a, uh, a bracket that's set up with eight play-in games, uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And the final panelist is going to be discussing that with us. Let's go to Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, presumably Nevada. It's uh, it's John. Uh, John, how you doing? What you drinking? Uh, I am doing well. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes. I made this bracket, and I, I'm just going to say now, uh, before you uh, complain about the seating, I went based. Off, I wanted. I wanted a way to do it uh, without bias, so I went strictly by YouTube views on his music mm-hmm. videos and, yep. and stuff like that. I did as best I could. Um, and tonight, uh, I will not be leaving my blood on the dance floor. It will be in my cup. As I'm drinking Dance Miad's Viking Blood Mead, uh, Nordic honey wine with hibiscus and hops added, 19% alcohol. Wow. All right. You're, uh, you're making me feel like a lame ass with my uh, 9.2% beer here. Uh, this is the uh, the Hell Yes Ma'am from right down the street here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so I'll do my uh, obligatory can pop here. There we go. And let's get going. We will start with Adam. And Adam, the first match that you are going to decide on, and the rest of our panel, obviously, will be between the 16 seeds, Butterflies and Human Nature. Sure. So um, one song that I actually think is quite decent, and the other song that I think is quite boring. Uh, And... One of them is on one of the greatest albums of all time. Uh, and that's the one that is the much better song. I am definitely going to be picking Human Nature. That's one vote for Human Nature. Natalie. When when you introduced that, Adam, when you said one's like this and the other's like this, I looked at my piece of paper and next to one of the songs I have two words written, chilled vibe. Next to the other song I have a whole lot of stuff written. And that song that I've written a whole lot more stuff is is Human Nature. So we're on the we're on the same page, I think. Well, it's I'm hard pressed to vote against anything from the Thriller album anyway, particularly in favor song in favor of songs from sort of much later. Um, but 
I think, yeah, human nature, I, I love that. It's got a chilled vibe as well. I like the range in his voice, so definitely getting my vote, no question. Well, that's 2-0 for human nature. Scott, are the butterflies going to crawl back into their cocoon this early, or uh, is there still hope left? Well, I'd like to address John first. Uh, thank you, John, for explaining where the rankings come from, because I think it's 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 criminal. I thought initially it was criminally insane to have one of these songs seated so low, but you did explain yourself, and I understand it now. It makes a lot more sense. So thank you for doing that, because it's taken some of the rage that I, I thought I'd come in here with away. So thank you for that. Um, I won't say too much, because it's going to be moving on, and I'm sure I'll have a chance to later, but I'm certainly going with human nature in this one. All right, human nature will move on, uh, but for some reason we want to hear from Mike anyway. So, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> yeah, you know I dug into this matchup uh, first because it was going to be the first matchup, but second because it, you just stare at it on paper and you go, "It's human nature." Like, how can it not be human nature, right? But I, I mean, I, but I wanted to give both songs their due, so I, you know, I listened to them. That they're they're both ballads uh, that, you know, they both definitely have that thing where they start to get a little repetitive and drag towards the end. But like, I, I legitimately wanted to vote for butterflies really just to be contrarian, but, and, and at this point I could, because since human nature is already moving on, but ultimately I can't because human nature is just definitely the better song. And I, and, you know, again, uh, as I think as Natalie alluded to, it's going to be hard, hard to vote against any of the songs off a of thriller that are appearing in these at least first few rounds. So yeah, human nature. Well, John butterflies are beautiful, but are you chasing them out of the room with a broom? Uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> butterflies, much as my esteemed brother mentioned, it's kind of a boring song. Uh, human nature, it's a sweet song. I like the song quite a bit. It's uh, one of my more favorite ballads of his. So without question, it's going to be Human Nature. All right. And Human Nature, we start off with a sweep. And it uh, will sweep into the uh, next round where it will have the quite simple task of facing um, Billy Jean. Now, that'll be an interesting <laughs> one. Uh, all right. Uh, so our next matchup natalie's going to start us off between slave to the rhythm and the uh, somewhat uncomfortable nowadays pyt yes that somewhat uncomfortable i, I a little bit cringy was how i described that mm. but then the rhythm still gets you you know when <laughs> the rhythm goes and i really defy anyone to be listening to this song and not be tapping their feet or swinging their head or doing something um along with the music. Slave to the Rhythm doesn't do all that much for me. It's certainly got that classic Michael Jackson st um, style about it, but to me it doesn't it doesn't sort of pack the punch of, of some of his other better songs. So, so a little bit cringy, but I'm still giving my vote to PYT. Well, the rhythm is going to get PYT on uh, to a one nothing lead and Yes, I know that was a Gloria Estefan song, but I don't <laughs> care. Uh, we are going to move on to Scott. How do you feel about this one? The first time I heard Slave to the Rhythm, I was I was pretty happy when I heard it because it, it sounded like the Michael that I had remembered and that I was used to. It kind of had that that vibe and that hadn't really been around for a while. So I was I was really 
thoroughly surprised by it. I think I don't. It's not bad. It it, it you know kind of gives you what you're looking for. It's got a cool beat. You know, it's it's repetitive. It's pretty easy to sing along to, and it has some of those classic iconic Michael vocals to it. But I mean, it's not Pyt. Like I mean, Pyt is is one of the more fun songs off of the best album. And again, is it is going to be hard for us to to vote against a lot of those songs, and eventually, you know, we'll have to make some tough decisions. But it's this is too early for that now, so I'm gonna go with Pyt. Well, Pyt has jumped out to a two zero L E A D, Mike. Yeah, it's interesting. The first matchup was between two ballads, and this is between two rockers, right? I mean, it's so it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, slave slave to the rhythm. A, a lot of these are interesting because they're the posthumous releases, right? So uh, it's just interesting because Michael was only involved to a certain extent in their production, and then they you know they were kind of released afterwards. Like I don't know. Well, I should say I don't know the extent of of his involvement. I don't know what state a lot of these were in prior to that. So it's, it's, it's a little hard to gauge based on that, but I really, I'm kind of with Scott. I really like slave to the rhythm. I think it's a really neat song and uh, you know, it's definitely one that gets, gets you going, but I, I kind of have to agree. It's, it's just not PYT PYT. It it's, it has that cool breakdown in the middle. It's, it's got more interesting musical flourishes overall. And it's just, I think it's, it's the catchier song and I think it's the more interesting song as well. So uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with PYT on this one. Well, Mike has rendered the Spees brothers irrelevant, mm-hmm. but we want to hear from them anyway. John, <laughs> how do you feel about this one? Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it really doesn't matter what I think about these two. It's going to be more important what my brother thinks about these two. And so it doesn't really matter what I say, clearly. But between the two... I am more of a PYT fan, so I'm just going to say PYT, and then I'm going to throw it to my brother. Yes, I am the brother. I am the louder. I am the angrier. I am the uh, more boisterous of the boys. And (laughs) I definitely have to say, Scott had it right that Slave to the Rhythm is not PYT. It's fucking better than PYT. I'm not even joking. I had Slave to the Rhythm making it to my final four of all this bracket. It is way better than you guys are giving it credit for, and I'm a little bit miffed. I'm going to give it some credit here. I'm going to give it its due. It's a fantastic song. It's the best song on the Xscape album, I think, hands down. It's um, it's just it's so much fun. I think I, I think they produced it well enough to give it a great Michael Jackson feel. And PYT, I mean, come on, Mike. You said it has that fun little part in the middle. Pretty young thing. Ugh, that's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Um, but Slave to the Rhythm is the better song, and I am going to give it some love. Clearly, the way that that matchup makes... Adam feel is angry, uh, but PYT is going on to face the way you make me feel in the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott is going to start off our next matchup, which will be between Jam and Blood on the Dance Floor. So this is the first time that the inevitable um, conundrum of music video against song sort of comes into play, which obviously we're going to have to deal with for the majority of, of these episodes is how much do you weigh the music video against the actual song itself? And what I remember from Jam is the music video, right? You got Mike and Mike, Jackson and Jordan, and I mean, it, just the the coming together of, of the two most polarizing pop culture figures at that particular time. I mean, it was 
it was perfect. It was lightning in a bottle. Like you couldn't have asked for a better music video to accompany a song that was really overshadowed on that album by a lot of other, you know, big hits. And so it kind of needed the push with the music video. So with that being said, does the music video, does that gain points or does it lose points? Because the song itself, unfortunately needed to sort of be tied to the video in order to have a lot of success. So that's what we need to weigh out here. In this particular instance, I think it gives it the edge a little bit. I like Blood on the Dance Floor. Um, actually, I really like Blood on the Dance Floor, I'll say. I think it's a, a really cool song. I think I remember, you know, again, when when it coming out, I was, you know, pretty young, but I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of an interesting song title. And, you know, it's just kind of different, not what you were expecting. So I want to give it some love. But I think the jam music video puts it over the top because the song itself is actually, it's not bad. Like, again, it, it, you can dance to it. It's fun. It, you know, I think the kids today would probably call it a bop. You know, it's got that boppiness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it still has some of those vocal those vocal sort of runs and things that, that you expect from a Michael Jackson hit, especially in that era. So I, th I still think it delivered a little bit of enough. I think this is probably a contender to, to possibly get swept later on, but I'll give it the nod now and I'll go with Jam. <laughs> All right. Jam gets its first vote. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is a close matchup. I uh, like both of these songs. I'm glad uh, I'm glad Scott brought up the music video. I figured I figured somebody would because when I was growing up, there were there were two dream careers that I had, and it was either to be in music and to be in sports. And in either case, I was basically doomed that I would never be able to be known by just my first name. <laughs> because both of those slots had already been taken <laughs> by Mr. Jackson and Mr. Jordan. So <laughs> that's what that made me think of uh, when you mentioned that. But yeah, the the video is great. And I, I do think it uh, elevates the song a little bit. I like the song a lot. Uh, I just think I like Blood on the Dance Floor a little better. It's got a menace to it that I find very intriguing. And so... Uh, uh, this is a very close one, but for me, I, t I tend to focus a lot more on the music than the videos. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to Blood on the Dance Floor. All right, we have our first 1-1 tie. John, you're going to break the tie. Which way? I would like to remind uh, the esteemed panelist from Los Angeles uh, that this is the Michael Jackson songs bracket, not the <laughs> Michael Jackson music video. Well, bracket. then why did we go off of YouTube video views? Uh, <laughs> because I needed because I needed a way to quantify it. Fair, and that was the that was the most fair way I could do it. That does not mean that you have to take that into account. And no, I I do not take the videos at all into account when thinking of the songs. I listen to the songs in the car with no videos, so I have nothing to distract me except for me and the music. Between these two songs, there is a clear winner because Jam is endlessly boring to me. I find nothing interesting about the song, which is why I clearly needed a video to be interesting. And honestly, I didn't like the uh, song when it came out. I didn't like the video when it came out. I didn't really care. It was not a song I attached onto. Blood on the Dance Floor is one of the later Michael songs that I've really come to love. And I actually think I have my brother to thank for that. Uh, we did our own little top 10 Michael Jackson uh, episode of our podcast, and he introduced me to the song. So I hadn't even been introduced to it for in, until a few years, a few years ago. And it has become one of my favorite ones to listen to. So Blood on the Dance Floor clearly gets my vote. 
Well, clearly Michael Jackson was onto something by relocating the blood from the scarecrow to the dance floor. <laughs> uh, that song is up two to one, Adam. So I actually am a big fan of both of these songs. I think they've got great energy. I think they've got great dance feels. Um, great, like, great songs to do, like, in an arena in front of a bunch of people. And actually, both of them written by Michael Jackson and Teddy Riley, um, the, the legend Teddy Riley. Uh, but one of them stands out to me. Um, and maybe part of it is because, so there's a... Um, Michael Jackson tribute band out there called Who's Bad. They're phenomenal. If anybody hasn't seen them, I highly recommend them. I've seen them 14 times. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Michael Jackson, and you can't see his stuff anymore, so I will go see tribute bands if I can, you know, that can, as long as they're good, and Who's Bad does a really good job. Um, and they use one of these songs, I think, to great effect, and it just gets the the crowd going, and I absolutely love it because of that. And every time I hear it, I just, I can't help but go with it. Go with it. Jam. It ain't, it ain't too much. Much jam is getting my vote. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Scott referenced a uh, music video with Michael Jordan. And like Michael Jordan, we have, a, someone can throw up a buzzer beater now because we <laughs> have a 2-2 tie. Uh, does anyone want to try to influence Natalie one way or the other? Well, now you're going to leave me of, all on my own. Got a bunch of bricks. <laughs> believe in Natalie, you it's right. all up to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really kind of scared. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of passion coming from the votes there, so I'm a little bit nervous. The, the music video um, concept, that's really interesting because I, I did a re-listen to all of these songs. Obviously, I know them all well anyway, but did a re-listen to sort of pair them up against each other and didn't watch any of the music videos during that re-listen, it was all audio, but I did find how often the music video was coming to mind and how much it's tied to my enjoyment of the song and and I think my nostalgia of the song and oh, that will probably come up as we go to the particular songs where that really happened for me a lot. So I might, John, I might be having trouble separating the two um, in in future matchups. This matchup though, um, I'm similar. I enjoyed both of them. Blood on the Dance Floor, um, if if my research was correct, was originally written for Dangerous but then held back and, and I think that you can sort of feel that um, that vibe there. It did feel or it feels to me like, like elements of other songs kind of rolled in together. The storyline with the Susie's a little bit like a little bit of a Billie Jean kind of storyline and then there was a line like from Scream and so I was sort of like, oh, am I enjoying this for what it is or am I enjoying it because it's just throwing me back to all the other great songs that that I love? Um, Jam, I, I agree someone said about it being repetitive and, and I definitely agree with that um, but still got that really good beat and and I'm not a huge fan of of a rap break I must admit um but I like I really like the one in jam I, I like the cheeky little name check and um it's kind of short sweet rap break so I can get on board with that and I really don't know which one to vote for but before I'd heard you all talk I did have one of them circled so I guess I'll just have to go with that so my vote's going to jam all right, jam jams on to the second round or the first round or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> uh, 
we are jamming our way on to the next matchup that Mike was going to start off. Uh, this is a 15 seed matchup between Off the Wall and She's Out of My Life. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup because it's two songs off the same album, which is kind of fun. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a recurring theme uh, throughout, I think, at least the first couple of, of matchups. We'll see how how uh, things progress. But I tend to much prefer like rocker, dancier Michael Jackson to ballad Michael Jackson. Like, Don't get me wrong. He's got some great ballads that I love, uh, but the, the rockers just tend to be more interesting and dynamic to me. And she's out of my life is is fine. Like I don't, I, you know, I enjoy it, but it's not it's not his best ballad. If I'm going to put one of these on, I'd I'm much more likely to go to off the wall. Not to mention, that's the one that gave the album its title. Like I feel like just album title tracks have that extra cachet to them. So I'm giving my vote to off the wall. All right, we have one vote for off the wall. We're moving on to John. In the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter which one of these two win. Uh, because of who it's going up against, if if one of these beats that other song, um, <laughs> I will flip my studio desk. Um, but <laughs> having yeah, to make a choice, having to make a choice, I am much like Mike. I prefer dancier Michael to ballad Michael, um, and I'm actually kind of a fan of his sort of disco-y uh, songs. So I'm going to give it to Off the Wall. Off the wall has a two to nothing lead. We are going to Adam. Yeah, uh, I want to go on record by saying disco sucks and even disco Michael sucks. Um, <laughs> but it's obvious where one of these songs is more dancier and more enjoyable and the other one not just sucks because of disco. It sucks because it's a sucky, slow, boring song. And I would never <laughs> listen to it, period. Off the wall, I can actually tolerate. I don't vomit when I listen to that one. So that means off the wall will go on. <laughs> well, while Adam gets on a plane to Detroit to participate in Disco Demolition Night, we are going to move on <laughs> to Natalie. Uh, it's uh doesn't really matter how you vote, but it's uh, uh, let's hear from you anyway. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter because... The, the three people before me have gotten the right answer here. Um, I'm a bit similar to what you said, Mike. She's out of my life. It's fine. I'm happy to listen to it, but it doesn't sort of do much more than that. I won't, I won't necessarily turn it off, but then I won't choose to turn it on either. Um, off the wall, I love. I have loved that ever since I heard it the very first time. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's sort of unassuming. It's just it's quiet, but it's great. I love it. So, yeah, definitely getting my vote. All right, Mike. Do we have a sweep? I mean, I, I, I can tell you, but uh, <laughs> Scott, yes. mean, Scott should tell me if we have a sweep. Um, <laughs> it's the resemblance. It's, yeah, yeah, clearly. We, again, it's the, the, we both got our hair burned off. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> yeah. She's out of my life. Was out of my life the first time I ever heard it, and I'd like to keep it that way. So off the wall for the sweep. All right, and the uh, the matchup to see who faces Thriller in the next round was not a Thriller, as Off the Wall moves on 5 nothing. We are moving on to a round that will be started by John. Uh, that will be uh, I Just Can't Stop Loving You. And, John, do you want to be starting something? I've got 
five words for you. Mama say, mama sa, mama kusa. <laughs> Clearly the better song. Also, and of course I'm biased, and this is sort of opinion-based, Wanna Be Starting Something is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs of all time. Yes, it is kind of long. Yes, it is rather repetitive. But you know what? It That doesn't bother me at all because the payoff at the end is so good. The change to the Mama Say Mama Saw part. Also, the horns at the end get me every single time. I am a sucker for a dynamite horn part. And this song gives it to me. And it is worth the wait at the end to get there. So it will be, for me, want to be starting something. Want to be starting something, which I'm surprised was a seated as low as it was because uh, yeah. it's one Trust of the me, ones I was I surprised have... as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's uh, I guess uh, not a big YouTube it, star there, and it's that's what I'm no going to official video. At. I don't think. Oh, okay, right, okay, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's why I'm it just it, it shouldn't be this low, but I'll blame YouTube for sure because that that was, that was one of the ones from like the 70s, right? No, it's from Thriller. It was one of the seven singles off of Thriller. Seven singles off Thriller. All right, yeah. You can tell how well I know Michael Jackson. I'm just the host here, guys. Adam, your your vote. Yep, I'm not gonna throw any kind of you know randomness in this cog right here because there's one song that probably shouldn't even be on this bracket period, and then another song that should, without question, be higher on the list. Um, and, and, you know, but that's because of YouTube's, you know, algorithm and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's one of one of Michael's most catchy songs. You cannot help but sing along to it. And that's why I am absolutely putting my vote towards want to be starting something. All right, uh, Natalie, do you want to be starting a win for want to be starting something or are you going to give that other song a uh, a chance <laughs> well well i'm at the very least i am going to give that other song a little bit of airtime maybe maybe it's my the feminine quality i'm bringing to the to the panel today but i i don't mind i just can't stop loving you it's it's quite pretty it's it's kind of one i'm happy to sing along to in the car when there's no one else in there to hear how badly i'm singing it you can you can get a, a little bit into that but yeah John took a whole lot of the words out of my mouth with um, the way he spoke about want to be starting something. It's just so good. I mean, how can you go past lyrics like you can't feed your baby, then don't have a baby? Like, come on. The lyrics are just, they're just fantastic. And and we haven't even talked about I'm a vegetable as yet. So all that, like it's crazy stuff, but it's just, it just works so well. And yeah, definitely, definitely getting my vote. Well, the bonus materials for this episode will have Natalie singing her rendition of I Just Can't Stop Loving You. Um, yeah, no, that won't however... be happening. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. I promise you that will not be happening. So you can safely keep listening without fear of having to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is a, uh, a wonderful song, but want to be starting something, just beat it. Uh, but we want to hear from there Scott anyway. Scott. I mean, John and Natalie said, I mean, they brought up some great points. I mean, John's right. The, the Mama Say Mama Sama Makusa pretty much beats I Just Can't Stop Loving You all on its own. Like, if it if the song was just that end part, it still wins, right? But then you also get the fact that you do have some fun lyrics, like, like you know, 
Natalie mentioned, and you know, you have the too high to get over, too low to get under, which is just a fun sing along part for everyone. You know, everyone sings along with that part. I mean, this is the perfect song to start a playlist. This is the perfect song to put on, like when it's time for people to start dancing at a wedding. Like, there's almost no better song to really get things moving and get things going than want to be started something it serves its purpose like john said it's, it's repetitive but you know what a lot of michael's songs are repetitive and you know what we don't care <laughs> because of how good they are and because of how much we want to listen to them so i don't care that it's repetitive um i just can't stop loving you is fine i don't think it's the worst song on this bracket um it i, I think it's nice it's a nice song but it yeah it's just it's never it had no chance of, of beating want to be starting something well, do we have yet another sweep, Mike? I will say this for I Just Can't Stop Loving You. It's a better ballad than She's Out of My Life. Yeah, sure. But Wannabe Starting Something is the perfect opener to the highest selling all originals, not like non-compilation album of all time. It's Wannabe Starting Something. All right. Well, uh, it'll uh, it'll be starting something with Beat It in the next round. That'll be a fun matchup, and good luck with that one, guys. <laughs> hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. But we are uh, going to be moving on. Uh, Adam will be giving us a uh, our first vote here between They Don't Care About Us and Stranger in Moscow. Sure. Uh, both songs on the History album. Um, Stranger in Moscow, another kind of slower belt song. I actually kind of like Stranger in Moscow. It's a pretty decent song. It's pretty. Uh, it's attractive. Um, you know, how does it feel that it's easily going to lose against uh they don't care about us in my opinion because that is a political it's controversial it's political it's michael getting raw with the people and i actually really appreciate that about this song um i'm a big fan of they don't care about us so that's going on for me all right they don't care about us gets this emphatic first vote um we're heading down to australia natalie so it struck me as I was working my way through this how he really liked long titles, titles with lots and lots of words. As I was writing out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and this, this um, they don't really care about us is, is no different. Uh, yeah, look, I think that's a great song. It's one of those grittier, more raw kind of songs, as you said, Adam, and, and they're always really fun to, to sing along with, tap along with, maybe try and dance along with. Um, Again, if nobody's watching, uh, "Stranger in Moscow," I really like it, and that that "How Does It Feel" bit, I think, is is the bit that that pulls me into it. It is it is a nice song. I must admit, I was finding it quite difficult to choose this one. Not, I, I probably don't mind which one goes forward. So, not difficult to choose because I'm so passionate about both of them. I'm not particularly passionate about either of them. 
I don't really mind, but let's keep it interesting. I'll throw my vote to a stranger in Moscow and see what happens. All right. Presumably Alexei Navalny's favorite song, Stranger in Moscow, has <laughs> have leveled the score as we move on to Scott. Yeah, this one actually wasn't uh, too difficult for me. I Though I do enjoy both of the songs, one of them to me just, just has more depth. Um, one of them just has a little bit more meaning that is kind of timeless and I think actually is a song that if released today would probably be more popular than it was when it was released in 1995 and that's they don't care about us. I think the lyrics and the message of the song and everything that it stands for is something that it's obviously still relevant to this day. Um, You know, he was never, Michael was never shy to, you know, kind of put out those political messages and and some of those, you know, some of that, uh, that controversial, topics, some of those controversial topics that a lot of people didn't have the leeway to bring up, and he did. I actually think it's probably one of his more underrated songs, They Don't Care About Us, because it doesn't, I don't think it gets enough credit for everything, not just lyrically. I mean, lyrically, it's incredible. I think there's some things in there. I mean, he says, I'm the victim of police brutality, and, you know, 20 plus years later, obviously, that was something that was a huge, huge concern. Um, So you could put that, it's a perfect protest song. Um, It's, it's, the video is fun and and is interesting. Um, The message is great. And I actually think the song itself is just sung really well. I like the, you know, the, the backing of it. I like the tempo of it and the beat, all of it together. Stranger in Moscow, nice song again, but to me, I need to look at the long-term potential as well in this. And I think that they don't care about us has potential to, to do some damage in the next round, you know, depending on the matchup. So I'm going to go with that one. All right. They don't care about us is getting its second vote. Mike. Um, Stranger in Moscow is a good song. I enjoy it. Uh, I think that as far as uh, some of the ballads go in these play in games, I think it would have had, a pretty strong chance in a couple of these matchups. It's uh, it's very interesting the way that he references his fame and and things like that. Uh, it's got nice little little musical flourishes. I especially like the the that soft horn and the interlude part. But it's going up against they don't care about us, which is a freaking banger. I love the rage, and I think that I think to to Scott's point, uh, in many ways, it is still a relevant song. Unfortunately, that has none of that rage really has subsided. I think, uh, if anything, it's gotten even more potent, and it it's still um, it's still a great song today. It's you know it's it's a timeless song. I wouldn't be a hundred percent surprised if it even makes a little bit of run past past these playing games. We're gonna we'll see how this goes. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they don't care about us. Is definitely getting my vote here. Well, our panel clearly does care about they don't care about us as <laughs> it is moving on to the next round. Uh, but we still want to hear from John. What's your opinion here? So I just want to start out by saying that the uh, most watched uh, video on the official Michael Jackson YouTube channel is the Brazil version of They Don't Care About Us at over a billion views. Wow. <laughs> um, I did not count that version because I kept it pretty much all. I wanted it to be even, so I kept everything all U.S. Um, but that is the most watched uh, video and yes, we absolutely got it right. Compared to Stranger in Moscow, They Don't Care About Us is a phenomenal song. So it it's it's getting sweep. Or not the sweep, but it feels like a sweep. <laughs> oh, our panel clearly uh, agrees that Angry Michael is the best Michael. <laughs> and They Don't Care About Us moves on to face Bad in the next round. Uh, yet another fun uh, matchup. Uh, good luck with that one, y'all. Hmm. 
we move on to an interesting matchup that Natalie is going to start us off with. Uh, Leave Me Alone and In the Closet, which uh, I suppose makes a nice little sentence on its own. But uh, <laughs> uh, Natalie, you uh, you get to choose between the two distinct songs. <laughs> leave Me Alone okay. in the Closet, not Leave Me Alone in the Closet. <laughs> so, yeah, so Leave Me Alone. Um, I remember when that came out and it obviously was his response to to the world at the time and what was happening there. I, I, I find myself questioning now whether it inspired that leave Britney alone video that, you know, came out sometime later. I couldn't, I couldn't separate the two in my head once I started listening to it again. Um, but I, it's, it's a pleasant enough song, but I really like in the closet. I, again, that gritty kind of, a sort of give in to me, dirty Diana, who is it in the closet? They're all kind of, lumped together for me in that sort of grittier kind of um sound and yeah the 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 music video did come to mind for this one um and brought back a lot of memories and yeah so i'm gonna give my vote to in the closet in the closet gets the first vote from natalie scott yeah, Natalie just mentioned, you know, sort of the grittier songs and, and listed off a few of them, you know, the Who Is It's and the Dirty Dianas. Um, and I think In the Closet is is maybe a, a smaller tier under some of those. I think it's it's definitely in that vein, but I think it's it's a little bit under. I mean, I do love the, I mean, the the something about you, baby, the, you know, the, the way that repeats in that song and the, the way that he sings it. Um, and I, I would have done it, but I don't want to because I, I felt like Adam might, so I didn't want to steal his thunder. Um, <laughs> but... Just, the, I, I do love that. That always stands out to me in that song. Um, and, and I think that's just really strong. And, and I really enjoy that. Uh, for Leave Me Alone, you know, we just mentioned in the last one that an angry Michael sometimes is is the best Michael. And, and this was not as not as angry of, of an approach, but this was angry Michael as far as, you know, if you break down the lyrics of this song, you know, he he's really, it's he's not being subtle at all. I mean, he really <laughs> wanted to be left alone in this. And I, and I, you know, the way that he delivered it, though, in such sort of a fun way in a whimsical way when you do think about the the video um you know the way that it's delivered it's 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 really a nice way of you know giving the middle finger to the media and just to a lot of his detractors at that time and so i think that was a really interesting approach that he took and it, you know he's really kind of killing them with kindness almost with this song um but still getting the message across and i also think it's sung really well uh vocally as well i think that you know the time after time i gave you all of my money he sings that really well and you know the just the you can hear the sort of anger and the just stop dogging me around you know that repeats in the song there is he he really felt that and i think that gives it the nod to me a little bit just because this is a song that i i think was really meaningful to him and i i think it it was necessary for him to put out there um and obviously again just coming from an album that was so stacked, it, it's not going to be one that, that someone thinks of at the top of their head. But I just still think it's a it's a really good song. And on a different album, I think it gets even more more love. So I'm going to go with Leave Me Alone. All right. Well, we're tied up at one. Mike, are you going to leave this one alone or are you going to vote? Uh, I don't think I have a choice, do I? Uh... <laughs> you do not. Yeah, I so I'm I'm glad this doesn't come down to me, but in in a certain sense it does because I at least do have to break the tie because I think I think both these are really cool songs. Like I, I think Natalie's point about in the closet was was dead on. It's it's very it's very funky and cool. I but I do kind of agree with Scott. It's not quite on the level of some of the other songs that she mentioned, but but I think the seating also reflects that. 
and and leave me alone is just it is it has that that fantastic uh it's it's a direct it's a michael's rage but it's directed in in kind of a a different different way i certainly than i think uh they don't care about us was um and i i think it's a really close matchup if i'm gonna give one the edge though it's gonna be it's gonna be leave me alone i i just do i do think that um I think the the vocal performance is really what puts it over the top there. I, I, I love all I love the music in, in the closet, but I think that it's a, it, you can tell it's more to, uh, to Scott's point. It's a more personal song to him. And it, that really comes out. And he never he never gives a bad vocal performance. Don't get me wrong. But I think it really comes out in his delivery of the lyrics. So uh, by, by a narrow margin, I'm going to give it to leave me alone. All right. Leave me alone has jumped out to the two one lead. Uh, we move on to John. All right, both of these are are fine songs, but I have a clear favorite because one of them is another one of my no, I wouldn't say my you know higher tier, more favorite Michael songs, but it is one that I have really come to appreciate. Um, and so in the closet can leave me alone <laughs> as I lock it in there because uh, leave me alone is going to get my vote. Well, with one vote to spare, Leave Me Alone has moved on. Adam, we want to hear from you, though. Sure. Um, In the Closet, it's got some good kind of synth beats to it. A lot of the stuff that he was putting on that Dangerous album. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think most people got it right here. Leave Me Alone is the better song, and I actually think has a chance to go even deeper. All right. Well, we have a 4-1 win for Leave Me Alone, and we have one matchup remaining. Uh... Scott will be starting this one off, and it is the 15 seed matchup between The Girl Is Mine and Another Part of Me. Yeah, I was really hoping I didn't have to start this one off because, to be completely honest, I'm not a huge fan of either of these. Neither one of these songs really, really do much for me. Um, so I, I'm not going to add a lot here. I think that The Girl Is Mine is is whatever. I mean, it 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 has Paul McCartney, and it's and it's, you know, thriller era. So I think people overrate it because of that, because of those two things. Um, I, I, I like say, say, say better. Um, if I'm choosing between a, a Paul and MJ uh, duet, I, I, I do think that that one's a little bit better. Um, and then there's just other duets, male, male duets from that era that I just think are stronger in general um, than the girl's mine. And I definitely prefer the boy is mine. Uh, you know, <laughs> about 14 years later. So, um, 14, 15 years later. So I, I don't know for some, because I, I feel that song is, I've always felt that song's a little overrated. I'm going to vote against it. Um, I'm again, I don't have strong ties to another part of me. I think it's fine. It doesn't do much for me. It doesn't really move the needle, but because I just, I'm pretty steadfast. I'm not voting for the girl is mine. I'll go with another part of me. Well, Scott is absolutely correct that The Girl Is Mine is the second best The Blank Is Mine song that uh, was recorded during the 20th century. <laughs> but we are uh, we are going to hear from Mike next. Another part of me is up 1-0. I, I was racking my brain to see if there was another The Blank Is Mine song to throw in there. I'm not, I'm not pulling any off the top of my head, but I'm sure yeah, there's I'm another not one. Either, honestly. <laughs> well, now, nowadays there is because, you know, it's like, the they is mine, right? Because we need to be. There you go. Right. That's true. <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, this, I, I'm sort of, I'm a little with Scott there. Like, I, neither one of these is a song I love. Uh, they're both fine. The Girl is Mine is, a, is, it's a, 
it's a cute song. Yeah, it's 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 fun that it's a that he has a duet with Paul McCartney, and you know, it's it's definitely got a, a whimsy that often isn't uh, present in in some of uh, Michael's work, but. Uh, and I definitely I will say that uh, when I was when I was a kid listening to my um, my cassette tape that I had recorded off of another friend's cassette tape of of the Thriller album when I uh, especially when I lived in Japan because yes kids that back in the day that was how you did it uh, yeah you had the you had the, the stereo with the two cassette tapes and one side you could record off the other side yeah uh, that's yeah pirating at its finest ladies and gentlemen I think the statute of limitations had run out on that one. When I was a kid, I loved the song. I, I, because just because it was cute and it was it was simple and catchy, and it it, it has that um that appeal. But now, uh, very very much like like Natalie, I, I put together a playlist and I wanted to listen to the two songs together. And I like another part of me better between these two. I think it's got it's got one of the, this classic funky bass line that 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 really gets gets me grooving a lot more. So, Girl Is Mine, yeah, it's you know it's cute. Uh, it, again, it's all, it's off the Thriller album, but and I think uh, to Scott's point, that probably tend that coupled with the fact that it's Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney for Pete's sake, uh, probably tends to leave it uh, to be a little more overrated. Uh, I'm gonna also vote for another part of me though. Oh, Mike has given us all a lesson on what piracy was like pre-Napster <laughs> and has given another part of me a 2-0 lead. Uh, we move on to John. So I could not be more apathetic to which song moves on. <laughs> to lose so, in the next round. Yeah, they're both fodder. <laughs> in truth, Ooh. I'm just going to vote the girl is mine simply so that I'm not the one making the call. Someone else can make that call. We can, you know, prolong the drama if you need, not because I think the song is any better. I'll give it the edge that Paul McCartney is actually on it. Uh, Cause I do enjoy Paul's music. So I'll, if you need a reason, that'll be my reason. So I'll go, I'll vote the girl's mine. Well, John kind of sort of punts it and Adam, <laughs> you're, uh, you're fielding the, uh, the two, one, match sure. up here uh so another part of me uh on the bad album it's not a bad song in general it's kind of decent mj filler you know it's it's decent mj filler song i like that uh and then we've got a number two billboard number two hit yeah. the girl is mine i would rather listen to a wet fart for 10 straight minutes <laughs> than the girl is mine it's fucking awful as as Scott said it earlier, say 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 is ten times better. Paul McCartney won that battle of who gets to put the better song on their own album. Mm. Um, I, I cannot vote for a piece of shit song, and so I'm definitely going to go with another part of me. Well, uh, Adam eats pieces of shit like that for breakfast, <laughs> and we move on to Natalie. Uh, Another part of me has moved on, but uh, is there another part of you that thinks that this was a wrong decision? Well, I've actually, before we go there, Jeff, I've got a request. When we do the ordering for the next round, can I not go after Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell MATLAB. Tough end, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, That's so my I randomizer, you <laughs> I, I need to paint a picture. There's been three times in my life when I've gone above and beyond what I would normally do. I'm a pretty responsible, you know, jobs get done first, then have fun later kind of person. But the night before a massive university exam, I went to a Michael Jackson concert because he was coming and I got a ticket and there was no way I was missing that. 
Um, just this, this one's random, but when I had first moved to America and was learning to drive on the other side of the road, I drove to San Francisco from Palo Alto to see Olivia Newton-John, who is my favorite. Michael Jackson is my male artist. Olivia Newton-John is my female artist. And last year I flew to America to see Paul McCartney. So (laughs) you can probably see where I'm going here. Yes, I, I definitely agree that Say 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 is the better of the two Michael Paul, um, songs but I, I I just can't vote against a Michael Paul duo when when they for for the two of the three people I have put myself way out of my comfort zone for um yeah I have to give them my vote despite what Adam said about the song <laughs> Natalie might get physical here uh, <laughs> but Another part of me moves on anyway. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Boozy Bracketology. Just to recap, we had uh, human nature moving on over butterflies, PYT, not uh, slave to the rhythm, jam, edged out blood on the scarecrow, I mean dance floor, uh, (laughs) off the wall, beat she's out of my life, want to be starting something hammered, I just can't stop loving you. They don't care about us, knocked off stranger in Moscow, leave me alone beating in the closet, and another part of me moving on to face smooth criminal in the next round. That's all for this episode of Boozy Bracketology. Uh, Before we go, uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you like all of the things that we're doing here, Come hit us up on Patreon. Drop us some a uh, little bit of change your way. This uh, this microphone you hear me talking on bought off of this that uh, sweet sweet Patreon money. That's uh, helps us get all these recordings out to you, and also you get a couple bonus ones too. So that's always fun. Come join us on our Discord server, uh, Boozy Bracketology and the Pub Trivia Experience. Um, I'm gonna give uh, the rest of our panelists a chance to uh, to plug some stuff here. Uh, so, Adam, do you have any pluggables? Sure. Uh, I'll start off by uh, throwing out when I am a little bit more hinged and I'm watching my language, you can check me out on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I guarantee you I'm uh, I'm a little bit less manic than I, what I am on this episode. Um, if you like trivia, please check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. Now, why anyone would want to do trivia without cuss words <laughs> is beyond me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Natalie, do you have any pluggables? Uh I do not, but I, I, I am a fairly new participant on podcasts. I, I don't yet do anything, create anything myself. But in my real life, I am a relationship therapist. So I'll just guess put it out there. Look after your relationship. It's never too soon to get some support. No one teaches us how to be married or how to, to stay in a long-term relationship, but there's some really easy, useful things that you can learn that can really help your relationship do well. So look after your relationship and get some help if it's not going well. I will plug that. Great. Wonderful thing to plug and go Matildas. Uh, <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. That's what I should have been plugging. <laughs> Scott, you got anything to plug? Yeah, too much, but I'll keep it brief. Um, I will plug. I have a newer podcast that I'm doing called Totally Rank, uh, which is – uh, music uh, show that I'm doing where I take a particular calendar year and myself and a guest count down the top 10 songs from that particular year. So um, I started in the 80s. Um, so I've already talked about a lot of the songs uh, that we've 
discussed and will continue to discuss. We've already passed the Thriller album, so all of those are off the table. And uh, next up is going to be 1985 and 86, so we're getting towards bad, uh, so I'm excited. But yeah, if you just want to hear uh, myself and a guest count down our top 10 songs from each you know, sort of billboard year and give our thoughts on it, go give us a listen. Totally rank. Awesome. Uh, well, and uh, John, do you have a pluggable to plug? Uh, yes, so I am also a uh, host on Throwback Trivia Takedown, but uh, Adam and I both have another podcast, which was kind of our, our namesake podcast, the Blast from Our Past podcast. It is a nostalgic look back at the media uh, of our childhood, mostly from the late 70s up through the 90s, sometimes into the 2000s. Um, but we touch on a lot of different things, album reviews, top 10 lists, movies, TVs. We do some fun fan casting stuff as well. That's actually some one of our more uh, popular ones is the fan castings. Um, but you can find all of our Mine and Adam's podcasts and all the stuff that we do on at BFOPnetwork.com. All right. Thank you. Well, I hope you all feel nostalgic for this episode. Uh, because it is over, and <laughs> for the boozy brag for the boozy bracketology experience, what the hell was that? <laughs> for boozy bracketology, I have been Jeff. I have been Adam. I'm Natalie. I'm Scott. I'm Mike. And I guess I'm John. And I guess we'll see you on the next episode.